Welcome to the Talk Faith Podcast, an outreach ministry of Lone Star Church in Northwest Missouri. Each month, we will bring you a timely message of faith from the Word of God that we believe will make an impact in your life. Let's join Pastor C.F. Rainey for this month's message. Well, welcome to our February Talk Faith Podcast. We're glad that you're listening And I'm excited for this month, right? February is a month where everyone is celebrating love. We just had Valentine's Day, and we hope you had a wonderful Valentine's Day. And so we thought we would take advantage of the fact that February is a month that everyone is kind of focusing, especially in this first half of the month, on love, and that we would make that the subject of what we talk about today. So I am thankful to be joined by my Valentine, my wife, Nicole. Hello. And uh, glad that she is with us again this month and excited to uh, talk about the subject of love. And so, Nicole, we were looking, and last Sunday at church we were talking about love, and uh, we read out of 1 John 4. And the thing in 1 John 4, it talks about, and you read that chapter, and it's really an amazing chapter because we see time after time after time uh, John using the word love and talking about love and God and us And he says this in there, he says, God is love, right? Not just something God does, but it's part of who he is. And then he says that we're supposed to walk in love with one another, and we can't truly say we love God and not love other people, that if we're hating other people, we're a liar and we don't really love God. And and so I I thought today we'd talk about love, and and we'll get deeper into the subject, but, but the importance of our love walk daily, right? Not just on February 14th, but but our love walk daily and, and how that affects our faith and how that affects really everything that, that's going on in our lives. I mean, we were created, you know, or recreated. We look like the Father. When you got born again, His nature came on the inside of you. And so if He's love, then we have love. We are love too. Our spirit man has the nature, God's nature on the inside of us, and it's love. And so our job is to develop that love and let it flow out of us. And there's so many scriptures in the, um, um, in the Bible that talk about love, and we could go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and look at love, and you mentioned 1 John 4, um, and it's about developing God's love in us and letting it flow out of us. Okay, so the Bible says that the love of God, right, Nicole, has been shed abroad in our hearts. And, and so if it's there, or if it's there, how about this? I, I'm going to give you a, a tough question. If the love of God is in our hearts, how come sometimes it's so difficult to walk in love? Because love has to be developed. The love of God is, is in us. It's our nature. But that love has to be developed. A lot of, um, there's a lot of ways that it can be. Number one, it can be developed through your time spent with him and fellowship and intimacy with him. Renewing your mind to the Word of God, um, letting the Word of God transform your thinking. We talked, um, I don't know, several podcasts ago about, you know, spirit, soul, and body, and your soulish realm did not get born again, but it must be transformed. And so the spirit man on the inside of you is what became brand new, but your soul has to be renewed to the things of, of the Word of God. In the Bible, it says, put on the new man. 
What does that mean? It means in your soulless realm and in your body, you've got to put on the new man. Because if you don't put on the new man, you're going to look like the old man. Does that mean you're not born again? No, you're still born again. You still have the nature of God on the inside of you. It just needs to be developed and it needs to be able to come out of you. Um, also, another re- another way to do that is get under a good pastor, a pastor that's going to teach you things and help develop those things on the inside of you. Amen. And and so, Nicole, what you're saying is, and, and I believe most believers would think this, we understand that when we get born again, we, we, we do so by faith, right, through grace, by faith, and, and we realize we're a baby in Christ and that we need to grow in faith. But I think maybe many people miss the same fact, and, and you just touched on it, that we also need to grow in love, right? That love of God gets shed upon our hearts. But but love is something we need to grow in as well. It doesn't just happen automatically because you get born again. No, it doesn't. I mean, the Bible likens us, uh, newborn believers, as a natural baby and that babies are to be developed and to grow. You know, the first year of a of a baby's life is one of the biggest um, growth that they'll, or the largest growth that they'll have in their life. You know, they go from not being able to sit up to being able to sit up, to crawl, to walk, to being able to talk, to being verbal. I mean, there's so much development within that. Um, the same the same principle is true for us as a newborn baby that we have to be developed on the inside. And, and, and so just because you're born again doesn't mean that those things are going to be automatic in your life. Amen. And, and so love is important. And, and you mentioned 1 Corinthians 13, and I think so many people, we hear that this time of year, we hear that scripture, and it, it's the perfect godly definition of what love is, and it goes in depth into so many areas. But that chapter, Nicole, begins, right, Paul writing uh, those first few verses talking about, hey, guess what, you, you can be able to speak eloquently, you can have faith that would move mountains, you can give all your money to the poor, you can have prophecy, you can do all these things, but he, he basically says, without love, all of it is for nothing. It, it, it doesn't matter. And I think so many times we look at people, uh, even within the church world, we look at people and we're like, man, look at their great faith, and man, they're, they're a prophet, and, and they're this, and all these things. But but really, what Paul is saying is like, hey, those things are great, and they're, they're part of it, but if you don't have love, none of that really matters in life. Yeah, no, you're right. It doesn't matter. And that's where we have to make sure every day we're going over those scriptures, going over 1 Corinthians 13, going over the 1 John 4s, making sure that the motives of our heart are correct, making sure that we are keeping our heart right towards people, towards our spouse, towards our children. You know, sometimes you can get cross with your children and, um, you know, making sure that we're keeping those things in check. Amen. And you mentioned about having a pastor and, and you know, those people that are over you, that are mentoring you and, and teaching you, not not just by what they say, but but how they act. And and we look back on our lives and we look at when we attended Rama, and uh, there's Brother Hagen. And of course, most people know Brother Hagen as, as the teacher on faith, but he, he taught on love and he understood that faith works by love. And then we've been so blessed and, and honored to have uh, Pastor Mark Hankins and, and Pastor Trina Hankins in our lives and uh, such teaching on love that, that we've seen that from people that are in these positions uh, above us. 
and and it's helped us to understand how to do that, how to walk in love. You you need um, right not just the teaching, but you need to be able to see examples of how people walk in love, and we see it throughout the Bible with Jesus and others. But but finding those people that you can place yourself around, Nicole, I think is so important so that you understand that's what love looks like. You're not just seeing it on, on a page, but you're like, that's what love looks like. Amen. The thing I love about the leaders that we have in our life, you know, we sat under Kenneth Hagin Ministries and um, what an example of love and teaching. We didn't know Brother Hagin personally, and we don't really know Pastor um, Hagin and Mrs. Lynette personally, but they're our leaders and their teachings have transformed our life and have helped us with the subject of love. But we've actually got to be close to Pastor Mark and Trina, and we've got to watch them function in the God kind of love. And so when you get around things like that and you watch people function, because it's one thing you read about it and, 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 and you can read a book about it, but when you see people really walk in the God kind of love, um, it, it will bring you to another level in your life. Um, but I also, you know, we had wonderful parents. You know, your mom was, um, she just loved people. My mom and dad were good examples of love. We've just been surrounded by people that have helped us get to a better place with our love walk. Amen. And I think, Nicole, sometimes when we talk about the subject of love, that we need to realize, just like in any subject in the Bible, there's a ditch on either side of the road. I think sometimes people think to walk in love just means you're a doormat. It just means that it's it's kumbaya and it's just... it. it you know, it's, let's just hold hands and everything's, everything's positive. Um, but, but what just really your opinion and and things you, you know, from the word, what does love look like right in real life? It's, it's not this floating on clouds with a Cupid, uh, shooting a, a, an arrow at your heart. What, what does that daily walk in love look like? Well, I heard Kenneth Copeland say this one time, I don't know, probably 20 years ago. And it really helped me. He said, love is the curtain rod and everything hangs on that. So when you let your curtain rod down, all of the other things, all those, um, I don't know, blinds, not blinds, but curtains fall off of that rod of love. Um, So in the scripture, um, it talks about in 1 Corinthians 13, it says, love never fails. So if you want to be a success in life, you have to walk in love. Walking in love, and I know some people say we have to love and you have to discipline. Like those are two separate things, um, and and we can we can be we can look at it from you know the standpoint of a parent with our children. Um, love disciplines. That is love. Discipline hangs on the curtain rod of love, um, and of course, discipline according to the Word of God. When we do it the right way and not the wrong way. Um, it flourishes in your home. Your children flourish when you do it right. So love is discipline, but love is love. And love is kind. Um, it bears all things. It endures all things. It believes all things. Love will just take you further in your life than your own natural emotions will because your natural emotions can be fickle and it can be a roller coaster when they're not submitted to the love of God. And so that's the part that we have to get down. Your, your, your natural emotions are fine. They're part of like your character and they, 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 you know, they just, they make you fun. But if they're not submitted to the love of God, you can get off on them and you can be submitted to them and be a roller coaster of a Christian. 
Amen. And it goes back to what you said. It's in Matthew 22, verse 36, right? Jesus is is teaching, and uh, the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees were, were gathered together. And one of them, it says, a lawyer in verse 35, asked Jesus a question right there, testing him. They were always trying to trip Jesus up, always trying to see uh, really what he believes. And so in Matthew 22, 36, he says, Teacher, which is the greatest or the great commandment in the law? Like, okay, we know there are Ten Commandments. We know there's other parts of the law. What's the greatest? And, and they're trying to trip him up and ask like a trick question. And Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And this goes back to what you said, verse 40 in Matthew 22. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. He said, look, everything hangs on this. Love Number one, love God. Number two, love your neighbor. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's where it's at. And then, of course, right, the question always becomes, well, who's my neighbor? Who, who am I supposed to walk in love towards? And ultimately, we understand that's everyone, right? Every, everyone's your neighbor. Everyone you encounter on a daily basis is your neighbor. And so we, we as pastors sometimes, and, and as Christians, we put all this emphasis in all these other areas sometimes in the Bible on faith, and there needs to be emphasis on faith and, and, and on you know being obedient and on giving and on all these things. But ultimately, it all hangs on whether we're walking in love or not. Righteousness hangs on love. Faith hangs on love. And so in order for you to develop in who you are in Christ or in order for you to walk by faith, um, that love walk has to be developed. And, and, and the thing that you have to understand, God's not trying to get love to you. Once you become born again, that love's been put inside of you. But it's your job to look inward and to learn how to develop that love. Amen. And, and so, Nicole, you look at this, and, and here we are, um, right, Valentine's Day, all these things happening. And, and I think people get caught up in in all of that. I, I was at the store over the weekend at, at Walmart here in town, and you see all the guys coming in, and, and they're in the card aisle, right? Guys that are that never buy a card except maybe once or twice a year. They're in the card aisle, and they're standing in front looking at all the flowers, and they're standing in front looking at all the, the chocolates, and they're, they're, they're walking past where they're putting balloons together and all those things. And so it is so visible, especially this first half of February, uh, love and, and, hey, I need to do something to show my, my spouse, my significant other, I love them. I need to get her flowers. I need to get her chocolates. I need to do these things. But ultimately, right, love is more than one day a year. And, and love is more than just a simple action of giving someone flowers. We've been married coming up on 25 years this summer. And you think of all those days, right, 365 times 20, 25. That's a lot of days that, that we've had to choose to walk in love with each other each day choose to walk in love with our children, choose to walk in love with people that are around us. It's a daily choice to walk in love. It is. Um, and you don't, you don't wake up just thinking, or you wake up in neutral. You know, when you get out of bed, you're in neutral. <clears throat> you have to be so intentional with it. And you have to grab, you know, like in a car, you grab that gear. You know, I, I learned how to drive a, a stick shift when I was a kid. So that's what I, that's what I drove in high school. So you get in that car and you're you're getting your foot on the clutch and the brake, and you are on purpose putting it in first gear. And then when you have to shift, you got to get your foot on the clutch and and shift it into second gear. 
And so on purpose, you have to shift into love and it's intentional. And so, and, and, and being thoughtful towards that, um, you know, you know me, CF, I, I don't like, I'm not a big, huge flower. I'm just not a big, huge Valentine day, mushy, gushy kind of girl. Um, but this year you got me flowers and chocolate and I so appreciate that. But, but the thing I love about it is that you didn't spend a lot of money on the flowers because <laughs> I'd rather have like cash. Um, and Valentine's day is good. It's a good, it's a good day to celebrate, but being, being thoughtful that we have to do it every day. Amen. And, and, and it's so interesting, you know, when you're talking about that, because here's the thing we understand when, when you first get married, right? They call it the, the honeymoon phase. And, and during that honeymoon phase, more than likely, whether it, whether it's a, a few weeks, whether it's a few months, whether it's the first year, whatever that time is in everyone's relationship, everyone has that honeymoon phase. And then there comes the day that you're not in that honeymoon phase anymore, where that honeymoon phase, right? You overlook anything negative about your spouse. You, you overlook Oh boy, you know, they, they, they don't do this the way I like. And, and you know, Oh, they, Oh, I didn't know that's what they look like in the morning or I didn't know that's or what no, their breast smelled like they, in the morning. Or that's how they cracked eggs when they made omelets. Yeah, how yeah, they squeeze toothpaste yeah, or, or yeah. Wh- wh- whatever it is, right? There comes a moment where, where that time is over. And, and if you're listening to this and, and you've been married a long time, you're like, Oh, we're still in the honeymoon phase. You're, you're lying to me because that <laughs> ends liars. at some point. <laughs> It, it ends at it some point. It, 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 it doesn't mean that you, you don't grow in love because here's the thing, Nicole, and I would be honest with you, right? After 25 years or coming up on 25 years, our love is stronger today than it was 25 years ago, right? Right. That, that early stage of love, that, that honeymoon phase is, is, is you're really floating on a lot of emotional high and, and, and it's new and it's different. And, and then at some point, Nicole, the rubber meets the road and you really have to choose to walk in love towards your spouse and, and towards people, the, the longer it goes, you've got to learn how to grow in that love. I always think the best thing that you can do before you get married is have very good uh, counseling or some sort of pastor that could speak into your life. I know as a joke, we've said this, you know, if we could talk people who are engaged out of getting married, then they shouldn't be married in the first place. And it's not that you pour on, this is so hard, this is so hard, because I don't think that we do that, but we do bring the reality of of what marriage can be and what it looks like. And and those things that you said, you know, you mentioned the toothpaste. That was when the honeymoon stage left us is when we realized, um, yeah, I don't squeeze the toothpaste the way that uh, CF wants me to, and that's okay. And so we just had to compromise. He has his own toothpaste. I have my own toothpaste. But And, and it's a funny thing now, and we laugh about it, and we're happy. We're happy about that. But things like that can fester with people, and they can start to develop bitterness in their hearts towards their their spouse if they don't learn to overcome those things i know that um the way that we cook is different you were very clean when you cook you you clean as you go i am a hot mess there's flour everywhere but i clean it up when i'm done your way drives me nuts my way drives you nuts but we've learned along the way when you're in there doing it i don't go in the kitchen when i'm in there doing it you stay out of the kitchen um so little things like that, you know, once the honeymoon stage left, and it should, because it's growth, and you need to grow in those things. 
And unfortunately, very sadly, a lot of um, people who are married don't grow past those things and kind of find ways to have victory over them by the love of God. Amen. And as you were talking there, Nicole, and you were talking about growth, and, and it really struck me that that honeymoon phase of love is shallow, right? It's new. It's just like anything. If you went and planted a plant, a, a tree, whatever in your yard, after a week or so of planting it, you could walk out there and just pick it up and yank it out of the ground. Why? Because the roots aren't deep and it, it, it's shallow. It, it's not bad. It's just where it is, right? 25 years ago, we, we'd only loved each other because, again, the way we came together, <laughs> right? We didn't really date, no, right? So, so, so that level of love and relationship was shallow. It was strong. And, and it got us to that point of marriage, but it, it was shallow. And, and then you start to look at it over 25 years of making those choices. Mm-hmm. And just like you said, Nicole, it's a choice every single day. Wake up. I'm going, I'm going to walk in love towards my wife. It's not that you fall out of love, right? But, but you just got to choose no matter, no matter what they say, no matter what they do. I love them. Why? Because I'm in a covenant relationship with them. And over 25 years, right, those roots are deep. And, and, and so now the, it's the little things that we've learned to get over. We've, we've learned to overlook. It's, it's the differences in us. And, and we are. There, there, there are similarities in us, but there are, there are differences in us. And realizing, hey, those differences, right, if, the way love looks at it, uh, if you're not in love, you look at differences critically. Right. You're, you're critical. You're oh, like, yeah. why do, why don't they do this the way I do? And why, why do they act like that? And why do they talk like that? And why do they dress like that or whatever it is? But realize, especially in, in our situation, we know without a doubt that, that God brought us together, that our relationship was, was bound in him and, and by him and through him is that God brought us together to be one but because that makes us as a couple stronger that, that where you're different, it's a strength in your life. But in those areas, many times it's a weakness in my life and, and vice versa. And, and so just realizing you're going to grow in love, but you've got to make a choice to do that. Oh, yeah. I mean, those those um, those weaknesses in my life and when you see them in other people, it can drive you nuts. Um, and honestly, you can almost get insecure and feel um, inferior to it. But when you realize that those strengths are there, the ones that drive you crazy, you're like, oh my gosh, I can't take it anymore. <laughs> you know, we've all had those moments and those thoughts and maybe we've expressed them and we shouldn't express them. Um, that's just me being honest, but you know, realizing that those strengths are there to help develop you. And, um, I know I'm a better person today because of the strengths in your life that have helped develop me because you can look at marriage and think, well, he's strong in one area and she's weak in another. So they balance each other. And there's probably some truth to that. I look at it like this and, and, um, maybe you don't agree with it. Maybe you will, but I look at it like God wants to make me whole. He gave me a husband that, um, now I'm one with him and there's the, the strengths in his life aren't just going to, it's not like a teeter totter and it's not going to just uh, balance it out, but it's going to make me stronger as a person. Um, and the strengths that you, you're really good at public speaking CF, and I was not good at that. Um, so being around you and watching you flow in that has helped me become a better public speaker. Um, I have funny stories. I won't say them today, but about when I had to do, um, some public speaking when I was at school and it was just a major struggle for me, but 
Yes, overcoming them and realizing that love bears all things. It believes all things. It hopes all things. And the most important thing about love is it endures all things. Amen. And it's so interesting. And and we're, we're going to uh, kind of wrap this up here uh, talking about love. And again, so thankful my wife, Nicole, joined me again this month on the podcast. Uh, but we want to encourage you. Read 1 Corinthians 13 every morning. Wake up, read 1 Corinthians 13. And remember we said in 1 John 4, the Bible says God is love. It's not just who he is. It's not just what he does. It's who he is. And where you see love, right? Love is patient. Love is kind. We want to be imitators of God. So when, when you see love is patient, love is kind, and God is love, what's that mean? It means God is patient. God is kind, right? All these things that it talks about there in 1 Corinthians 13, uh, verse 4, down through verse 7 and 8. What, what if you put in there, I am patient. I am kind. Right, so read this and then just make that faith con- confession. I'm not proud. I don't behave rudely. I don't seek my own. And just start to read the word of God and then confess that over your life. I'm telling you, you'll start to see a change. If you'll read this on a regular basis, 1 Corinthians 13, walking in love starts to become easier because you're feeding on love. Amen? Amen. And also, two things, Steph, before we go. Realizing that um, this is a tough one that your love walk is not dependent on how your spouse treats you. You can walk in love, and I'm not talking about abuse, so we can just set that aside. I'm talking about just everyday little annoyances, that your love, you can walk in love with your spouse if they're a little sharp with you or sharp tongue or you feel offended. Um, You can overcome that offense and choose to draw from your nature and um, and walk in love. And the other thing that I want to say is your love walk is, is not just dependent on you reading the word. And that is the, that is so vital, but it really is dependent on you being intimate with the father. Cause that's your source. So that's you, you grow from you. When you draw from that source, your roots get implanted into that ground by drawing from the right source. You drink from the right fountain. And when you do, um, love, not that it becomes easy, but it gets easier. Amen. Praise the Lord. So we just want to encourage you. Here's, here's the thing we want you to know. You can walk in love. And the reason you can, if you're a believer, is because the love of God has already been shed abroad in your heart. It's just what Nicole said. You've got to tap into that source of who God is in your life. Realize God is love, and he's called us to walk in love. And when you're struggling in other areas, in your faith walk and other things, realize Go, go back and check your love walk because all of it hangs on love, loving God, right, Jesus said, and loving each other. And so make sure to keep, keep track of those things and not just one, one month a year or one time of year, uh, but, but keep track of your love walk each and every day of your life. Praise the Lord. Well, we're so glad you listened again to our podcast this month. We look forward to being with you again next month. Uh, we'll see uh, which guest we'll have on next month. Uh, but we look forward to being able to bring the Word of God to you again, and we appreciate you listening. Thank you for joining Pastor C.F. Rainey on the Talk Faith Podcast. Remember, if you are in Northwest Missouri, we would love for you to worship with us in person on Sunday mornings at 9 or 11. For more information about us, please visit our website at LoneStarChurch.org or follow us online on Facebook and Instagram. Also, if you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts 
so others can share in the word. Thanks again for tuning in. And we look forward to being with you again next month for another faith-building message from the Word of God.